0: I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, Andy, but there's a Jewish singles event on Christmas Eve. Matzo, ball. matzo ball. Exactly. Come
1: on. So- you think I haven't been to any matzo balls?
0: Dear Shandy.
2: Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Andy. What day is it? It's caller day. It is caller day. We have a lovely caller today. One who's showing her face. Wow. We always get very excited about that.
1: How many of these have we had?
2: This is the third faced caller. Wow. Yes. Exciting. It is very exciting. Our caller today is Jamie. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thanks so much for having me on.
2: Do you mind giving us your city and or region and your age and also
0: your partner's age and your predicament? Sure, absolutely. So my name is Jamie. Hi. I live in Washington, DC right now by way of New York City. I'm 28 years old, getting very scarily close to 30 in my mind. My partner's is 26 years old. And his name is Hal. Let's hear your story. So please stop me if you've heard this one. A Jew and a Muslim walk into a strip club on Christmas. That's how my (laughs) boyfriend Wait,
1: what is going on? Andy's
0: waiting for the punchline. There's
1: this is a joke what is this no, joke? In-
0: no this is my love story
1: <laughs> oh so you're the jew and he's yes. a muslim okay yeah got it so
0: earlier that night it's christmas eve and i'm not sure if you're familiar with this andy but there's a jewish singles event on christmas eve matzah ball. ball exactly
1: come on so- you think i haven't been to any matzo balls <laughs> come on <laughs>
0: So I was at the matzo ball with um, my friend who lives in Miami and she's a lawyer down there and had done a deal for 11, which is like the very high end strip club in Miami. Like if you're going to go to one, that's the one to go to. They have, it's like a Cirque du Soleil place. That's where like celebrities will get big tables. It's, it's a whole scene and it's really fun to go out on Christmas Eve in Miami if you're Jewish, because every year I've done this, I've run into people from elementary school and sleep boy camp because we're the only people out. Um, the only- The only other people who are really out on that night are people who also don't celebrate uh, Christmas. In that case, my boyfriend, who's actually Kurdish, which is a subsection of Muslim. So we were at our table with a group of girls. Him and his friend were at another table. They had a hookah and I was kind of getting sick of the group that I was with. So I just hopped over to their table and was like, hey, can I hit your hookah? And we just started talking, hit it off that night and hung out for the rest of the night and then. Two nights after that, we met back up um, kind of midway. I was in Fort Lauderdale. He was in Miami and had a really good time and like really had a genuine connection and talked about a lot and decided we wanted to meet up and continue seeing each other. So I was not working at the time and my career does play into my problem that I'm having a lot right now. So I'm a writer by trade and he's a mechanic service advisor. So I had just finished a writing contract, had no prospects in sight, and wasn't sure what to do with myself. So we were talking and just said, why don't we just meet up in Chicago, which is kind of a midpoint for us. He's actually, sorry, from Michigan, but had also been visiting Miami coincidentally. So he was in Michigan. I was in DC. We decided to meet up in Chicago, spent- Sorry, can I I interrupt?
1: You're going to go back for a second. When when did you guys meet? Was this this past December or like a December a year ago?
0: a year ago. No, this December would have been tough with, you know, the
1: <laughs> That's what I was I was so- thinking that. Okay, so this is December right before COVID-19.
0: Yeah, I got okay, into a relationship kind of like in that scene in the Titanic when like the doors are like <laughs> and people just kind of like slide through at the bottom. That's what getting into a relationship before COVID felt like. Nice. So, we met up about a month later the that whole month, we had been FaceTiming every day, every night, just really talking. It was fantastic and spent five days together in Chicago. And we're like, we should just kind of date and see if we can make this work. A couple of weeks later, I visited him in Michigan, met his family briefly. And then for Valentine's Day, now we're in 2020, he came down to see me in D.C. We had a really nice like four or five days. And he was just saying, you know what? I kind of just want to like stay in DC and give this a real shot since we were getting along so well. Um, so he had flown to DC. So he flew back and he called me, he said, Hey, it's going to be a few weeks before I can make it back to DC. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm probably never going to see this guy again. Like I can laugh with my friends about the time I was in a relationship for a month. And it's my first, so it was a big deal. Um my longest relationship yet. And um your the longest he,
1: relationship is a month.
0: Or this would have been this. He's actually my first boyfriend. So I, I had my first relationship at 26, which is also a factor here, just because okay. I'm not like a I've loved before, I'll love again kind of person. It's harder for me to really connect, which makes him very, very special to me. Okay, we'll
1: okay. unpack that later.
0: Yeah, that's that is worthy of noting for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Um, so he's like, I'm just kidding. I actually quit my job. My my car's packed up. I'm on my way to you right now. And I think that there's a good lesson in there, even for future callers, that if a guy really likes you, he will pack up, quit his job, and move across the country to be with you.
1: I th- believe we've actually probably said that exact quote. Before. Verbatim. Yeah. I 100% agree with you.
0: So, and my mom had been telling me this for years. Like, if you're confused, don't. Like, that's that's the indicator right there. Like, mm-hmm. don't. She's right. You know, they will move mountains for you, do anything. Um, So it was cool that that actually happened. So I was living in a small studio apartment, about 350 square feet, which was okay for one person pre-COVID. So then he decided to stay with me. I was wanting him to get his own place so that we didn't break up just on, because we were like on top of each other too quickly and was starting to send him apartments. He just wanted to stay with me and like be together every single day, which was cute. But I was really more of the mindset that I want you to get your own place so that we don't break this by running too fast here. This mm-hmm. is already a lot going on. So the beginning of March, we started to look, uh, We were, I was starting to look for apartments for him and then COVID hit. So within the span of like two months, there was a pandemic and I was living with a near stranger in a tiny studio apartment in DC and had then also started a new job on February 24th, which was the day that the market crashed. So like by March, just like my entire life had changed. I had a new job, new boyfriend, new pandemic. Who is this? Um, So a lot happened really quickly there, but we actually got along really well. We had a lot of fun. We learned how to cook together, went for walks together, had a great time. This past June, we got a bigger apartment together in DC, like a proper adult one bedroom um, and have been living together. And our lease is coming up in June and there is kind of a deadline predicament Here for me to basically make a decision if I want to stay in the relationship or leave the relationship. Also, I had left the job that I had in DC. I just had taken it because I needed to work, but had since then found a job in New York. I've been wanting to move back for a while. It's just my family lives in New York, is from there. I have closer friends there and DC I ended up down here 2 years ago because of a job promotion and then the new office ended up being a disaster. So I got this job in February that I've been at for about 3 months now. I, it's really been a lot of whiplash, that I really like and is a big step for my career. They're in New York and want to be in person probably this summer or as soon as possible. They're is something to be said for the fact that I took a job knowing that it was in New York and they might have to be in person this February. At that time, I was thinking that I wasn't super into the relationship as much. In the last few months, things have been really good though. Um, So I'm in a bit of a predicament where I either need to leave my relationship or quit my job. And I really don't want to quit my job and I have mixed feelings about the relationship. Okay, okay. Or just
2: T.O., (laughs) when you <laughs> So you said things were sort of going downhill, but then they've been better. Can you outline that a little more specifically? Like, why did it go downhill?
0: There are some differences that we have. It started going downhill in my mind during Thanksgiving when we went and spent it with his family. And I really got to know them. And they're kind of the issue here. I love him. I can't imagine marrying into his family. And we've been dating for almost a year and a half. And I don't want to just marry someone, realize it's not working three years. I'd rather start over now when I'm 28 as opposed to, you know, 35 with a kid or two as a single mom. I don't want to in my life. Um, but I'm scared of letting him go at the same time. So he was actually born in Iraq and moved to the U.S. when he was 11. His family um, had fled after 9-11. So not a lot of people have Jesus, strippers, and Dick Cheney to think for their relationship, but I think that's part of what makes our love story special. Um, But his parents don't speak English really at all. And they're not really religious. It's not as much a religious thing, but they don't really speak English. They are financially in a very different position than my family is. But what really started to get to me was we were at his house and I understand that his parents are immigrants. They have a totally different mentality. My family have been like Jewish Westchester, New York people for like 80 years and is he checks every box there. But um, <laughs> in terms of stereotypes, but so how, how my boyfriend had just bought a new car before he we went up there and he got a really nice car, upgraded it because he would gotten a new job um, and needed to replace his car. And his dad went off on him for paying more than $5,000 for a car. He said, we should never as a couple spend more than $5,000 for a car. There's no reason we don't need it. I'm just there just thinking, oh my God, my mom has two Lexuses. How is this ever going to work? Like, There's a real socioeconomic strain there that's just very real. And I, I don't know how much his parents know about my situation or my background, but I kind of felt uncomfortable with that. I was uncomfortable with how the men in his culture were treating the wives. I met some of his family friends. It was very much the men sitting on the couch and like having their wives bring them things. And Hal doesn't treat me like that at all. But one thing that my mom says is that we eventually become our parents. And I'm very scared about him becoming more like his dad and finding that out. You know, maybe not right now, but five or 10 years down the line, we become more like our parents, perhaps. And I'm scared if that happens, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble.
1: I think it's two Lexi. That's how I would say that. <laughs> that's <laughs> just just sorry to be off topic, but
2: yeah, that's like saying two octopuses.
1: Octopus. Yeah, I've actually
0: <laughs> yeah. made that joke as well.
1: <laughs> oh, you did good. We got the same sense of humor. Westchester Jewish. By the way, it's still two four two thirty five on that clock. Your clock. <laughs> you need to fix that clock. It's, it's broken.
2: Uh, about the money thing, it it is interesting to me how the father asserted such a strong opinion over what really is none of his business i I don't think i mean you're both adults making your own money and to sort of make a sweeping statement like you should never spend more than x amount of dollars on a car
1: i i actually want to backtrack on that but when you say your relationship went downhill because of these scenarios um why how
0: so I started pulling away, just really second guessing it.
1: Mm, and then okay. in
0: some ways he started as a result becoming more controlling. I was at the time at my last company, he started, he had done this a little bit before, but it really picked up. He w- When I would go to work, he would like read my Slack messages on my home computer, like take my phone and like go through my Instagram, like messages mm. with people. And like, to this day, like has problems if I, like have guy friends who I talk to. And before him, I've always been kind of a guy's girl. And like my sense of humor meshes more with guys, but, and was the case in my office. Um, but he just like, he's like, you can't flirt with male coworkers. I'm like, we're just kind of bantering back and forth. Wait,
1: wait, wait, hold on a second. So I'm I'm a little confused. So you're saying that that it went downhill because you saw this dynamic with his family that you, you know, you were fearful of for your future. But now you're saying that there's actually real tangible evidence that he kind of is that way mm. in the sense that he's really a little controlling, controlling about your communication with other men. A little. OK, so is that He'd the have, only.
2: Yeah. Which is the chicken and which is the egg. Yeah, here.
1: that's that's what I'm having an issue with this is because because you had the seed planted in your head from your experience with his family, but. Were these things going on before that, or did did they begin
2: when you started pulling away after having spent time with his family?
1: Right, exactly.
2: It was going on a little bit beforehand. think
1: He just just got so. So the family experience solidified your your inkling from his behavior regarding your communication with other men. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it's also and just a bit about my family backgrounds to set a bit of a comparison, because something that's really important to me is having a family that we I bring together with my future mm-hmm. spouse. I don't want it to be you only hanging out with your mom's side or your dad's side separately. And it's tense to put everyone in a room. Like I grew up where my parents had a lovely, healthy relationship. My grandmothers became best friends and I just liked that cohesive family unit. It wasn't just mom's side or dad's side, it was just we're all one big happy family. And I want that and I just, I don't think I can ever have that with this family for the language barrier alone. Um, So So my dad actually passed away when I was 16 from a very rapid sudden cancer. I'm the oldest of three girls. And one of the things that I know that he wanted most for me was to marry someone Jewish, raise a Jewish family, and that I know that if he were alive, he would be disappointed, if not angry, that I'm with someone who is from such a different Hmm. background than I am in a religious socioeconomic status. But to put that aside for a second, he, we've, we're in a good place now. He treats me wonderfully. He buys me flowers all the time. He helps around the house. He's nice to my friends. He offers to drive them home after we've all been hanging out. He's sweet and attentive and will talk to my family on FaceTime. And is just a really good person, but I'm scared about, the things that he can't control getting in the way of us. It's not like there's some times where it's like he's not treating me well or there, there's behaviors that are what you can work on. He can't change the fact that he grew up with a certain mentality or who his family is and it's not fair for me to ask him to. But at the same time, I'm scared of moving forward in our relationship with that being the case.
1: So um, you haven't had any long-term or even short-term relationship before this guy. No, so I have to ask you the question, Um, do you feel like you could live without him right now?
0: Can I technically live?
1: No, no. I mean, um, don't get, don't get too scientific about it. Just emotionally (laughs) speak from the heart. Can you live without this guy? What if, if he like peaced out tomorrow, could you live with it? Could you get on with your life and deal with it?
0: It would take a really long time.
1: Is any of that? And I'm sorry to do this, but it's only because you've had so little experience with real relationships that i have to ask these questions but is is any of that a function of you being worried about like you've put all this investment in and in your mind you're about to hit this crazy 30 number which by the way is still very young but whatever um is is any of that a function of you feeling like your investment is going to waste or is it really something of the heart like you would be devastated if he left your life personally
0: it's me feeling like if I were to also, so i have been living in New York to answer your question before I was living in DC and in both cities, I just wasn't connecting people with people dating wise and I'm moving back to New York. Possibly now I would be moving back single this summer and you know, we're in a pandemic. It's harder. I'm older. I just.
1: It, okay. But forget I, about I, that. I I'm saying, talk about him, about him, just mm-hmm. him. Let's be, make believe you're in a white, a, a white void. who's mm-hmm. nothing else in the world except you and him and he leaves that void. Are you are you okay with that? Can you live with that? Emotionally.
0: It's it's really scary to think about. Okay. I just I don't feel I feel I feel like I'm lucky that I found someone who actually likes me because I haven't been able to do that in the past. So
1: mm-hmm. not have crazy you ever said that out that. loud before? Not crazy about that.
0: Yeah, I'm not crazy
2: about that at only all. Yeah, there. there's
1: no reason I mean I have only known you for yeah, a few a, minutes, but yeah. I find that a little Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I was actually about to ask what you feel he possesses as a partner that you haven't been able to find in other people. But what you just said took it in a very different direction, which is that he's the only one who has wanted you or loved you. Do you you want to rephrase that or do you do you stand by that?
0: I, I kind of stand. I stand by that. I've felt otherwise Un- undesirable or unwantable and i'm okay looking so i guess it's my personality but for whatever reason no one's wanted to actually okay date so you. Okay, aside, worth, aside we from your really,
1: terrible personality yeah, you,
0: we already like your personality
1: yeah, so that's i, I find it very hard bullshit. to believe i i wanna i wanna th- this is a this is an issue i think the issue is here not with this guy i don't want to change the subject but what makes you think and and w- what experience have you had to make you think that you don't deserve a really great partner and some and that, that there isn't someone out there who would really appreciate you
0: when i've like people have been treated really poorly in the past and it's almost given like programmed me to think that like i don't deserve to be like really liked or loved okay that's, that's
1: crazy I know, how but- do you, how do you act in a relationship is there some way that you change like so you're with your friends out your girlfriends having drinks you act one way how do you act any differently with a guy that you're, you really like? Is there, is there a real change? Is there a shift in how you behave?
0: I'm much more reserved okay. and a bit quieter. I would say it would be fair to say that I can be somewhat standoffish, especially just with new people in general mm-hmm. and might come off a little, not icy, but just it's a, it's hard for me to, it's been hard for me in the past to like break down that wall And then there's the insecurity of being, oh, when was your last relationship? I've never had one. And that's been just kind of this big red flag over my head. And I do feel like my headline sort of changed in that sense since I've been living with someone for over a year. But I just, I don't know if I should just, I have a wonderful person who really loves me. And I, part of me wants to say that I should just count myself lucky for having found that. Okay, I have a question. Let's say how...
2: His family is Jewish. They're the same amount of Jewish as you are, because I remember you said in your email that uh, you were only sort of observant
0: or not really observant. What was the, I forget how you worded that. So I keep kosher and I grew up in a family that was Orthodox, but that was mostly led by my dad. So we've kind of fallen off the derech, so to speak. <laughs> uh,
1: I know what that means. <laughs> I'll, I'll laugh along. Okay, so... So, you're a basic Westchester to Lexi Jew. Nothing crazy yeah. there. Okay. Schechter,
2: Sleep Boy Camp.
1: Uh, pretty, pretty basic. Awesome. Yeah, got it.
2: So, I guess my question is if he, this exact same person, his family is Jewish, you get along with them more or less the same way, but maybe can communicate with them a little better. Do you feel then that there is no problem, or, or is there still a problem?
0: there's there's still problem um okay in that sense. could you and could you be specific yeah,
1: elaborate sure
0: so he um we were given really different opportunities and i recognized that that i was able to go to i went to maryland the college of my choice my family supported me and i was lucky to just be like oh i want to be a writer and pursue that and not really worry about supporting my family whereas he did an automotive prod, um, program at his community college, which he didn't end up finishing, um, and but is very good at what he does and works really hard. And that's really important, but he didn't finish college. He doesn't really have friends who have college degrees in his network. And I, all my friends are, I don't have, I don't really have any friends who don't have a college degree. And I wouldn't like necessarily judge someone based like that, but we surround ourselves with different people. And I'm scared that if I want to move back to New York and pursue my career, it's, I want to, would want to, let's say, bring him to networking events and hate him not feeling comfortable or me going to them by him, myself and him freaking out that I'm around men without him there. I feel, I see it not working on both, both sides in that regard. Mm. Can you picture him doing that? Or
2: has he ever done that freaked out when you were at, in a situation with other men and he wasn't there?
0: We haven't had a lot of that experience because of COVID, It's because we started dating right before COVID, our relationship kind of existed within a bunker. And I've said before that if the world were to like actually permanently shut down and we had to just go into a bunker with one person for the rest of time, him and I would be, be good. We would have so much fun. We're really best friends. But when it comes to bringing in real factors about raising a family and the outside world and how we want to grow our careers, that's where I'm worried it'll eventually not work. And I'd rather stop it now than when I'm even further invested. Mm-hmm. But I'm also scared of letting him go because he is so wonderful.
1: And he's yeah. wonderful because he treats you well. And you you like the way he sees the world and what what defines... Yeah. Yeah, I want to know why he's Yeah, wonderful. I
2: agree. Other than the fact that he treats you well and you've never felt you've had that, what <laughs> else about him is so
0: unlet goable?
1: Mm. He's very...
0: <laughs> patient and very calm where I'm kind of like more fiery and impulsive. So I feel like he kind of balances me out. Um, because I've been through so much, he's also very patient with me emotionally when I get like upset more often than he does. And is just willing to talk things out with me as long as I need. And he's just very warm and welcoming to people. And I like that about him. And he's been like my friends really like him who have met him before they think he's always kind of the life of the party wherever we go and he's just I like we have plants in our apartment for example and he's so like interested in watering them and nurturing them and like making them grow and I just love that he is just so caring about like small little things and like getting excited like when new leaves come on plants and he just has this very like nurturing side to him while also being kind of like a strong automotive guy and i just i i think that's such a rare balance oh
1: my god that's that's so me that is very you i do get excited about new leaves
2: andy loves a little bud on a flower I love it. yeah it's flower nice. to be bud um those are
1: good reasons by the way yeah they're
2: great reasons those are good do you believe in the one
0: Yes, because my parents identified themselves as soulmates. So I was raised by two people who couldn't imagine someone better for them. And I feel like it while I've been very lucky to have that, it almost sets like an unrealistic bar for like what I want.
2: I kind of get the feeling that everything sort of has a caveat. Like you there are concerns you have, but then you're also terrified of losing him. And in this case, yes, you do believe in the the one, it was what was modeled for you growing up, but you also feel it's an unrealistic bar. I guess my question from there is, if you do believe in the one, without a caveat, regardless of how high that bar is, could you say with 100% confidence that, that, is, that he is that? Or even
1: even 80%, um, I'll accept.
2: I'm trying to get rid of all the the... <laughs> Do you know what I mean like the frayed edges? I'm trying to mm-hmm.
1: No, I understand.
2: I'm trying I'm trying to get you to t- to speak in like black and white terms because I feel like otherwise then you lean into the gray of like but he does these wonderful things or but he does this thing or but mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. like I'm trying to get it more black and white basically.
0: Because of all the ways that were just technically different between our religious upbringing, the types of families we were brought up in, our socioeconomic backgrounds, our education, it's hard for me to like say 100% that we're just made for each other, mm-hmm. because our puzzle pieces don't exactly fit in every way. And I would like to find that, but I'm also scared that I move back and I start dating. Uh, it feels like the first 26 years of my life, and then I realized that I like missed out on the one person who. I could have my best life with, even if he's not perfect.
1: There's one thing I am—I feel unresolved about. You're showing us a very good personality. Agreed. Um,
0: I've grown I'm, a lot from our relationship, though.
1: Okay. And it's
2: true. I do believe that you can really find yourself and your sure. confidence and your true sense of humor when you have someone who brings that out in you. So no matter what, I know you're fearful of what's to come, but no matter what, I feel like this relationship has done wonders for you in multiple ways. It, most importantly, realizing how lovable you are mm-hmm. and that he, the fact that he loves you is not what makes him special. I just have to say yeah. that out loud. No,
1: I, I'm, I agree. I'm sort of getting to that. Okay, I, sorry. I, but no, but I, 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 you, did I steal your no, thunder? No, you didn't steal anything. <laughs> it's it's just this this general topic of the way you feel about yourself and i'm sure you've discussed this with your therapist at length um and you've had some trauma but the thing that i'm a little still hung up on is how you clam up i'm talking about prior to this this boyfriend mm-hmm. how you clam up with guys how you don't show your personality how you don't talk that much or you don't give them much
0: i was getting like so much mixed feedback that it was very like overwhelming and confusing i would either go out and be like pumped up for my day and like be talking a lot and they would be like you're too much or i wouldn't be talking a lot and they'd be like you're like not giving me anything here and i just kind of never felt like i could
1: i don't know what guys you're going i don't understand this this is
0: all of (laughs) j-swipe
1: all of (laughs) (laughs) j-swipe um this is just so strange. I, 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 I know. I keep but
0: it's it's coming
1: back to this, but I don't get it. It's something's somewhat, wrong. Here.
2: Well, it's somewhat strange, but I, it, to me, the glaring thing is that you have low self-esteem when it comes to relationships oh. and low confidence, and that's what is alarming to me is that when it's to, to circle back to what you said, and and maybe this isn't one hundred percent how you feel, but it does feel like you led with Hal and what makes the relationship good is the fact that you finally have that feeling of safety and And being loved. And what also disturbs me a bit about those past experiences where you felt like you would be, you know, more chatty versus more quiet. And then is you sort of trying to adapt to that feedback instead of, I guess, listening to your inner whatever that allows you to find the person who would want what you are.
0: Does that make any sense? It does. And I also think it has to do with partially the pool that I was going from. I was doing a lot of like app dating, whereas I had met Hal in person, but I have a couple really good close friends. But if I think of it, like the people who I invite to my wedding friend-wise are pretty much just the people who would be bridesmaids. I don't have like a big friend group or anything like that. So I feel like one thing I did wrong was like not invest enough in building up a circle where I'd meet people organically. Mm. And I don't feel like I develop. I will start developing social skills at 28. Okay. Okay. That's
2: not true. I'm just going to say 100% that's not true because okay. I, as I I can tell you're an introvert and as a fellow introvert, I honestly don't feel like I found my stride socially until I was around 30. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I do think that the the main difference between you and I is that I did date a lot, whether or not it was right for me, because I wanted to have that experience. And I think in doing that, I actually ended up building a lot of confidence and sort of learning what even my own character and personality and sense of humor was, if that makes any sense. And again, what bothers me is that this relationship's biggest selling point, and I know he has all these wonderful traits that you love. But the fact that the feeling of, ma- of what makes him special is how you feel loved is a problem because that should be the default. It should be regardless, you know, and then it from there, it should be all these like intricacies of why you feel like you could be wonderful life partners.
1: Exactly what you're talking about. I just can't get away from it. I feel like there's something holding you back from being yourself with men, with men. Thank you. And uh, that's that's a problem.
2: Probably, maybe with women too, I don't know. But it's certainly with men, I feel like you don't trust them.
1: This is, you've, you basically, th- this is your first relationship. This is yeah. where you sort of learn how to do relationship. This is your feel, training yeah. ground.
0: I feel like 10 years behind in that sense. Okay, okay but, but,
2: you, but you're still young. Yeah, right? I think that's really what... we say this all the time on this podcast, I know, but really, you have to remind yourself that you are really so young. And, you know, you may feel behind in the relationship department. But you have this badass job in New York City, and you're going to move back. And it's just think about the things where there are many 28 year olds, even 38 year olds who have no idea what they want to do with their lives and are toiling away in jobs that don't make them happy and are not careers that they are proud of. So Don't. So what? You know, that is one sliver of the pie is the relationship thing. What I want to come back to is the fact that you wrote into a podcast and I understand that it would be tough to lose him. But I believe you wrote a little while ago and then you wrote a follow up. This is something that continues to haunt you. Are there any more updates Are there any more updates since your email?
0: So the big update is that like two weeks ago, I was thinking that about all these things and just being scared of basically trapping myself long-term in a commitment where like, I want to send my kids to Jewish school and give them a Jewish identity. What if he suddenly decides when he's 40 that he wants his kids to have a really strong Kurdish identity right now? He says he doesn't have that or care about that. Like that could change. So, and my, my mom, for example, doesn't approve of him. She doesn't think he's the right person for me. Is kind of like gently pushing me to like end the relationship and move on and move back to New York and how she wants to help. But me. on that note,
2: if he were Jewish, would she approve of him? Is that uh, the sole reason? It would,
0: it would probably make a difference. Okay. It, it, yeah. She's like, it would be one thing if he had a PhD and wasn't Jewish, but he doesn't have a college degree and isn't Jewish. Like that's two strikes for her.
2: I mean and my I just mother would say something similar I
1: I, I think this is this is I don't
2: think there's anything wrong with marrying someone non-Jewish
0: but it's No, just-
2: I mean for for me it wasn't I, about religion but if my if I was dating someone who didn't have a college degree my mother would say the same thing and I don't
1: I don't think I think this comes down to as you often bring up is wants and needs the question is, do you need him to be the things that he is not? Do you need his family to be the things that they are not? Do you need your mother to approve of your potential future life partner? Or do you want these things?
0: I can't say I need like my mother's approval, but I really want it. I don't, we've lost a lot. I don't want to create any more rifts in our family. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I want us to still stay whole. And I feel like there's so much that he gives me that I really want, but there might be things that he can't give me that I really need.
2: And for what it's worth, we actually do get a lot of questions around religion. And we've actually never really touched on it. I feel like I was always waiting for the right question. But there's no shame in bumping that up on the priority list or putting it into the need column That's a lot of people do it, even if they're not super observant of their religion. I have many Jewish girlfriends in the city who don't even I don't know if they do anything really Jewish, but they want to date someone who they can relate to and who had a similar upbringing Mm -hmm. and who identifies as Jewish and it makes it easier for their family unit and their future family. I think that that's a perfectly acceptable requirement I think for you you may need to do a little soul searching and figure out if you want to move that into the need column and then from there or before you do move it if you move it is really think about whether you need it or if you're doing it because you have your father's wishes in your mind and your mother's preferences in your mind but I mean, there's no I, shame in you you say if you want to raise your children I, Jewish. There's no
1: shame in any of it. And I and I have to I mean you you seem to get emotional talking about it and I mean it sounds like it means a lot to you.
2: I agree.
0: I was, so I like grew up with like Judaism being kind of force fed to me. Like we had to go to temple every Saturday and walk there and not drive. And I've kept kosher my whole life. I went to Jewish school, Jewish sleepaway camp. So I was kind of like, I don't want to be with someone Jewish. This has been forced fed for me to my entire life. I have no appetite for it anymore. But now I think I've been out of that for a little while. I'm coming back around to it on in my own terms. Um, and I don't, and I, I I see I hear what you're saying and I do agree with you that it probably should be an A list column or someone who like checks is, checks so many other boxes that it compensates for it. But because we have other things like with our families not mixing well, like I'm I'm just worried about not setting myself up for long term success. Meanwhile, though, he wants to like get engaged soon.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so. To be honest, the things that are causing you pause are all reasonable things. Yeah. You are marrying the family, even mm-hmm. if you see them once a year.
1: And I got to be honest, like I, I'm i also Jewish and I grew up with Jewish friends. So probably not as Jewish as you. Not that this is a competition. Nobody's right. You got me out <laughs> um by a little bit. But um, I married, obviously, a is non-Jew. Is it so obvious? <laughs> You don't think I could pass as Jewish. Uh, and I value the relationship I have with her family so much. It's so important. Like it makes my life so much easier. It makes it so much more delightful that I actually like, oh, we're going to come, we're, we're going to visit my family. I'm like, yes. As opposed to like, I, it's really a, it's a big thing. Um, And I don't, and I don't, to be honest with you, if it weren't for him really getting excited about the plants having new buds, I would be very <laughs> negative about this. He's really getting me with the plants situation. I, I, I'm a little biased. It gets me. The- it get, sub- I know. I know how it gets you. And it's good. You're a good person. But I'm feeling not great about the logistics of this with the, the And the
2: sheer number of things that you that give you pause. Yeah. If Again, if it were just the fact that there's the different religions or just his family. And maybe you don't need to see them all the time. It's just sort of building up. I also we're kind of skimming over the fact that he has slightly controlling tendencies. I know that you haven't really seen that play out. But, you know, you've been, your relationship has mostly been in a pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's too soon to tell what that what your relationship looks like in the real world. It just is unfortunately i all i'm saying is that i think if the if i had a relationship that began december 2019 Mm -hmm. and we've reached now i don't i think that that's great you can learn a lot about each other in that time but you still like you said a networking event how would he carry himself or if you did hang out with male friends in in non in a non-pandemic situation how could he handle that the fact that he when you're living together and presumably in honestly the best time of your relationship. This is this should be the honeymoon phase. Maybe mm-hmm. you're a little past it now, but you have not been together for a decade. Mm-hmm. The level of just sort of being kind of suspicious and going through your phone is concerning to me this early on. Mm-hmm. There's just sort of many little thi- none of these are deal breakers unto themselves. I like, for me, I don't unless, like the pile that unless they're unless she
1: needs them. Which I think she may. What the family situation?
2: Which the family one, or the or the Jew? No,
1: his family. The situation with his family. I think maybe a need for her.
2: Jamie, my my heart hurts for you in this one. This is a really tough one. This is one of the most I think non-clear-cut calls we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with me on that?
1: Yeah, I think. That I would like to see. I know that you're worried about thirty being around the corner, so it's going to be hard for me to yeah, convince I, you. Yeah, but that's not
2: this. a reason to make a decision like I, this.
1: I'm not saying it is. I'm arguing against that, but yeah. I know she's convinced herself. Yeah, but
2: of don't, this. Th- don't fall into that trap.
1: I just feel 30 like- thirty it-
2: means nothing. It's literally just a number.
0: I, I fully hear you there. It's not just turning thirty. It's that I've just like women, for example, our fertility peaks at around. 35 I think and then it becomes harder to have a kid I don't want to be with someone for and rush into starting a family this is a bad I'm...
1: bad reason
0: this is a bad is reason. A bad reason oh, right believe so, me
1: you'll be way 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 more unhappy stuck with another human adult in your life forever that you don't want to be with than you will if you have a baby a little later than you'd like to have it
0: yeah one thing that you always say Andy, and was one of the reasons i wanted to call in and get both of your take is that you shouldn't get married unless you're a hundred percent sure you've said that a bunch of times and i just Mm -hmm. feel like with all of our built-in differences it's hard to be a hundred percent sure and with the divorce rate being so high i feel like like it or not we're not really set up to be on the successful end of that
1: yeah I, if I had to give advice and I don't like to do this, because this is a very dangerous, this is treacherous waters to give advice, but just take this with a grain of salt. I think you should take some time apart.
2: I'm going to take a softer approach, but I, we kind of went off track when you were going to update us to like the present day. I feel like.
0: Two weeks ago, I wrote a letter to him and read it to him, just saying that I was like having these like, doubts and concerns. And I wanted him to know, and that I wasn't necessarily breaking up with him, but I wanted to give him the information that I was having these doubts in case he wanted to do something with that, because he's like, Oh, we should engage. We should get married. And I just wanted to like, say that I have a lot of concerns. I don't know if we're on the same page in terms of getting to the next step. And so I want to make sure that we're actively communicating these things. And then as I was saying that he was just sitting next to me, so patiently, like rubbing my back, looking at me, like, waiting until i was done reading to like speak and respond and was being so just like loving and gracious in his response and in that i would notice i just it made me realize like how wonderful of a person i would be giving up because of things that he can't control
2: so when you wrote the letter was it like we're not on the same page i'm not sure if i'm ready to get married or was it like i this is moving too fast i need to take a step back like how
0: was that expressed It was me a little bit wanting to take a step back and slow down the train a little bit without completely derailing it.
2: Is that mostly because of the talk of getting engaged or is that just in general?
0: It's in general. So our lease is up on June 15th and I have been pushing off looking for apartments because he's also really not on board to moving to New York. And that's what I might have to do because of my job. And I
2: definitely-
0: whoa 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 wait a minute when you say he's not on
2: board like he doesn't want to move to new york
0: he's not keen on it
2: even though it's a huge opportunity for you
0: yeah he started a job here that he really likes but if we were to break up he wouldn't stay here he would go back and help out his family so like he's not keeping it either way in that sense but he wants me to see if i can make it work that my job will let me be remote for another year because my role doesn't require me to be in person So he's pushing for me to lobby my company to let me stay in D.C. for another year.
2: But if he were not in this equation, you would love to move back to New York. Your family is here and it's a job. I would would already be back. You know, this is one of those situations where a catalyst would be great. Yeah. Yeah. How how great would it be if he cheated on you and he, wasn't, he didn't turn out to be what you thought he was? I'm not even joking. If he turned out to be kind of a dick or something. Oh, it would be a no-brainer. It yeah. would be it's so much easier. So you would be the, the catalyst you needed. But
1: it would also reinforce her insecurities, which would be negative.
2: I have a question. First of all, do you have any questions for us? So that's A. And then B, what were you expecting us to say?
0: My question is, would moving forward with this relationship be a mistake even though it's good and like should I trust myself that I can I don't want to say like do better for myself but you can say it find a better fit that just someone who fits my life better or should I like
1: it's a really tough one. Uh,
0: Yeah,
2: I'm going to answer that one because as a woman who's, I, who had, I have a mother who also would not have been cool with me dating someone who didn't have a college degree, and I did date someone, and it made life very difficult. And the, this does not even including the difference in religion, his family, the fact that I wanted to move somewhere for a career and he wasn't willing to follow or was not interested in following, all these other things. I don't think there's any shame in wanting someone in your socioeconomic class if that's important to you. Genuinely, I'm not saying it's that should be like deal breaker level. But to me, again, it comes back to the pile. There's like a little mound of issues here that I don't think it would serve you to sweep under the rug. I think I'm not saying end it. I'm a little softer than Andy on this.
1: I'd never said end it. Okay. I said re-explore, you know, explore it from a different vantage point, meaning separately for a moment.
2: Yeah. Actually, to be honest, if I were you...
1: Move to New York.
2: Yeah. If I were you, I would make all my life decisions according to my own desires. 100% agree. And so that's move to New York whenever you would want to move to New York. Do the job, make the friends, go out with whomever you want. You can continue to maintain that relationship. And I would be very interested to see if it's still as unclear as it is now mm-hmm. after you do that for six That's to months. That's actually a really
1: great point. Because you'll be doing what you want to do for you. And let's see how he reacts to that. Mm-hmm. If he reacts really negatively to it, it's not a good sign.
2: The worst thing you could possibly do right now is alter your own goals or dreams or choices based on this relationship because the relationship itself is something you're already unsure about so you should not let it dictate any major life choices if you want to move to new york on june 16th move to new york on june 16th i'm serious you and- could make
1: it easy for yourself too by actually saying that this is what i'm doing and then you put the ball on his court
2: yeah, if he wants to move with you, he can. To be honest, I actually think Washington, D.C., it's not bad long distance. It's a doable train pretty ride. pretty easy.
1: Four yeah. hours, three and a half hours. Yeah.
2: I think you should sort of explore your options. And I don't mean like go on dates with other people, but explore your options in terms of living your life on your own. Your relationship with him has been entirely in a pandemic, living together. You never sort of did the courting phase. Right. It's, I, I feel like, and you have no relationship experience.
1: And by the way, New York. There's not enough data for her to know great,
2: exactly if this is right or not.
1: New York is a great place to date. I well,
2: think. that's debatable. Some people think it's the best. Some people think it's the worst. Uh, I agree. I think
1: for you, for your, you know what we're talking about here. I know. I know who you are. It's a good place <laughs> to date. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and this is kind of what I've been thinking deep down, but it's really helpful to have a conversation about it and make sure I'm not being ridiculous just in any regard.
1: No, you're not being remotely ridiculous. No. If you told me that you would go out into the dating world, and I hate to say this, but this guy's probably the nicest guy in the world, and I'm not, I don't want to malign your relationship at all. But if you told me that you were going to go into the dating world with full confidence, that you're great and you're going to act that way, I would say, move on. I just don't know if I trust you that you do that.
0: Do you think he's right to not trust you on that? Yes and no. I want to defend myself a little bit here and push back and say that Mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of confidence from this relationship. And so, like I said, Like earlier, this was actually what my therapist said to me first, he's like, before you were saying you were like 25, 26, I've never had a boyfriend. Now you're someone who was living with someone for over a year and you really matured a lot in that last year and have at least a base of reference for what you like in a relationship. So it'll be easier for you to navigate dating because of, I've kind of had like this crash course in being in a relationship. Mm -hmm.
1: That's exactly right. That's what I wanted. I wanted you to get angry when I said that. (laughs) (laughs) It was a trigger. And that's what you should have said. You have experience. You're going to be okay. So if you choose, as you very astutely recommended, to move to New York or at least commit to moving to New York for this job, you'll know that that when and if you have to go into the dating world, you will be fully equipped as opposed to before.
2: Remember that you two are on different tracks right now. I think this is important to remember when you're not yet married, and this is why we're so hell-bent on being 100% sure, because that's when you're officially hopping on the same train. Right now, you're on different trains on different tracks, and they're like going right alongside each other. They're Mm -hmm. completely parallel. When you go to New York, it'll be very interesting to observe what happens. Does he follow you? Does he resent you mm-hmm. does he mm-hmm. become controlling and jealous these are all things that you just you have you just don't have enough information i don't think yet to either choose to make sacrifices for this relationship nor do you have enough information to end the relationship one thing is for sure you certainly don't have enough rel- uh, information to get engaged that is not happening. You cannot allow that to happen. I agree. Especially if he tries to do it when he finds out you're moving to New York and he wants to lock oh, that down. Yeah. You, you can't. No. no. Yeah. Don't even even I know that would be bad. Okay. Yeah.
1: No <laughs> shotgun engagements. Yeah. But uh, I totally agree. Do not get engaged. You need to experience a, a different perspective. Right. And I and think you need, there are certain things that you need that you're never going to get with this. Um and those are things problem. you have
2: to come to terms with and and recognize whether or not you do need them. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't tell you whether or not you do. But it, one it, thing I can tell you is that when you marry someone and they're involved with their family and you seem family-oriented yourself, that becomes something you have to sort of navigate instead of something that you fully embrace
0: and love.
1: It's a lifetime weight. It's a lifetime weight. Yeah,
0: and it, it's not great. It, and it especially like having lost my dad when I was in high school I've always kind of fantasized about having this new complete set of parents or you know where I'd have like a Uh, new mom and dad in a sense where I'd really like my mom like saw my dad's mom like as a mom and vice versa and I just was like I'll have a you know not in like a daddy issues way but like I'll have a new like parent group in a way hopefully one day and then it's like they don't even speak English they can't really communicate with me we have really uh, different values and it's like this is it and it's kind of disappointing
1: that's, that's that's very sweet um i i relate my father died and was very sick for a long time and died when i was pretty pretty young but got sick when i was very young and um one thing that i'm so grateful for is the relationship i have with charlene's father and um
2: it's very sweet honestly my dad never had a son yeah and andy no longer has a dad and they so when we go home, they'll just be in a room together, chatting about everything from sports to guitars, and it's just such a sweet bond that neither of them have had, or in your case, for a long time. Yeah. In my dad's case, ever. I don't think that's something to dismiss as fluff, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not his fault that he can't give that to me. You know, it and doesn't matter that- though. That's not that's not something you should. Uh, I'm not saying you're holding it against him, but it's just something you have to be. I've said this before. When you're looking for your life partner, you have to be selfish and then you have a lifetime to selfish. compromise and make sacrifices. Yeah. You need to think about yourself, whether or not he can control those things is not your problem.
1: Because remember, if you do compromise in, in on the need in the need column, okay you're going to sacrifice the relationship in the future. So you're actually going to do him a disservice as well because you're always going to be unhappy about that and it's going to affect the relationship. So you're not doing anyone a favor.
2: And also, it's possible that not only could you meet someone who fits better in that way, but he too could meet someone Mm -hmm. who fits better with his family. Exactly.
0: And And I feel guilty about the idea of hurting him because clearly from this, he hasn't done anything wrong to deserve it. But it just might not be the best.
1: This is your first relationship, and you've never had a breakup. They're not easy. No, they're, they're awful. But they're they. <laughs> no,
0: I haven't I've had haven't had a fresh trauma in a while. This will be fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, don't look at it that way. But uh, and we're not recommending that you break up with them. I want to make that clear. I suggested potentially a little bit of distance for a while, but sometimes you just gotta make very very tough decisions in relationships and someone always gets hurt and this guy sounds like a lovely lovely guy Mm. i have nothing against this guy at all on his own with you there might be structural problems that just will not do
2: and again you said you, you brought up again something that he couldn't control i don't want you to think too much in terms of what he can and cannot control because yes the religion thing the family thing that's all well and good, but again you if you were to think selfishly, those things don't jive with with what you would like and what you possibly need and you can't stay with someone that then you start staying with someone out of sympathy. Do you know what i'm saying like it It doesn't matter what he's whether or not he's the cause for those things or those things are in his control you you do need to think selfishly about what you need. Mm-hmm. What were you expecting us to say, Jamie?
0: In, in black and white terms, to break up. But I'm, I was just curious to hear your reasoning. I, again, love your podcasts, have listened to like all of them, always agree with your advice and feel like I don't have a lot of people to turn to for advice in this situation. So it really means a lot that you would take the time to hear what I'm saying and reinforce what I kind of know deep down. It's, it's really helpful. So thank you so much.
2: So you do feel that we're what we're saying is reinforcing something you knew.
0: Yeah. Again, and the sympathy thing actually I hadn't thought about it that way, but I, you know, I'm afraid of hurting him and disappointing him, and don't want to. It's like, the.
1: Dispray. It's one of the. It's in the top top. It's the Ten Commandments of reasons not, not to stay with someone. To not break up. <laughs> not to not break
2: up. Good double negative. Yes.
1: Yeah, you don't feeling sorry for someone. Man, it's 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 not a reason.
2: Or just generally being f- afraid of hurting them.
1: Of not a reason. Being
2: afraid of hurting someone is not a reason to stay with them.
1: You'll hurt them more in the long run by staying with them.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I don't want to be a dick, but it's just not your problem. It's this is your life. Yeah. You're looking for your happiness. And if you are like since you are concerned about the timeline and fertility and all you know all these things even though you're absurdly young to be thinking about that stuff or worried about that stuff i like oh, the way she's no.
1: 28 she's 28 but she's like i'm almost 30 like, there's still 29 <laughs> you know in between 28 and 30 last time i checked i
0: heard it's a fast year so <laughs> i'm bracing myself. Until,
1: If the fast year is 39 and also <laughs> 49 just watch out for those <laughs> not 29 29 is the best year the best it's, it's the, the best peak
2: it's the perfect age. Yeah. <sighs> Jamie. So if we were to like distill it down.
1: I got a perfect guy for Jamie. John? I hope I hope the guy doesn't come home. He's going to kill me. John. <laughs> it's perfect. He's yeah. literally like, I'm telling you, he's perfect. You come to New York. I got you married within three months.
2: <laughs> to a Jew.
1: <laughs> to a Jew. Ortho- orthodox Like sort of an ex-Orthodox Jew, like still kosher. He's exactly the same as you. I don't know if they have two Lexi, but he's pretty (laughs) much the same exact thing. And he's a great guy. The nicest guy in the world.
2: Oh, Jamie, my heart hurts for you in this situation. I I genuinely think it would be easier for you if something were more Mm -hmm. clearly terrible. If he
1: did something terrible, it would make things great. Yeah. Least, I but I maintain
2: that it's it's a little the pile shouldn't be ignored. There's many little things and they're scattered around. But if you were to assemble them, it becomes something resembling deal breaker territory, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It doesn't have to be one big deal breaker. It could be several little partial deal breakers that together form a deal breaker.
1: Yeah, I would just go after this, make a two columns want and need, and just list them out. And if that need column starts getting really top heavy, I think you, you know what to do.
2: And definitely make no decisions based on this relationship, right? Like major life decisions, like you moving for your career. Yes. Don't work remote. Like if you, no. if you didn't want to move to New York, that's one thing. You do want to move to New York. Your family is here. You have all the reason in the world to move to New York. Move to New York. Don't make a decision like that based on a guy much less one that you already have reservations about.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree.
0: Yeah. I hope that was helpful. It really was. Thank you both so much. I want to give you a hug.
1: I'd like to give you a hug too. I know, she needs a shandy hug. We'll just give it. Yeah. yeah, Bring it in.
2: We're thinking of you and please keep us posted on everything.
1: And this is still 2.35. (laughs) Still 2.35. It's amazing. Time just goes so slowly.
2: Yeah. I think it goes without saying that we will be needing a follow-up
1: yeah on this okay
2: you got it and i i hope it's not a requirement but i hope that if we do get a follow-up from you that it will be from new york okay jamie best of luck and we're thinking of you yeah seriously
0: thank you both so much i really appreciate it
1: absolutely thanks for coming thank you okay bye good luck
2: oh man my heart
1: it's a tough one
2: It's tough when you have all these doubts and there's not this one thing that you can cling on to, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just all these things that you're like, I would like this to be that way. I would like this to be that way. All these things that are just not what you envisioned for yourself. And she's so reasonable and understanding of like how he's not at fault for anything, almost to a fault, that... I feel like she's kind of ignoring what could be her own needs. And again, it comes back to the fact that she has no relationship experience. So well, she's not yeah. really even sure what those are.
1: I mean, that's one of the reasons I asked about the therapy, because she clearly has work to do, to do on herself. But I think a lot of that work might have been done in this relationship. So it's yes. like, a for me, there's, there's two big things at work here. One is there's a lot of needs that aren't being met, which I do believe... Are going to be logistically a nightmare. They're not going to work.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I got to all of them combined. To me, was right. like.
1: But but on the other on the other side, she also has learned what it's like to be in a relationship. She's probably gained some confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that she's talked about this in therapy. But she's gained the confidence to go out and actually start again for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> and really blossom in New York maybe where it seems like she really wants to go Mm -hmm. and where this job seems to be taking her like it all lines up unfortunately towards this at least taking a pause Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be a tough one it's gonna be really tough because the guy's not a jerk I mean he does give her a hard time about the DM stuff that that she could sort of hang her hat on that maybe a little bit really like go with that one but it's gonna be tough the guy loves plants making new buds how can you hate this guy come on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tremendous. Such a nice guy.
2: Yeah, I feel like this is where my robotic side sort of comes out with, you know, when you think about things like this. Yes, he seems like a nice guy. So, so what? That sounds like, yeah, I sound like a monster. I, know, I understand. I understand. You know, it's... yeah, sure. He loves her. He loves plants. He's a good partner. He's compassionate and empathetic. That's wonderful. Those are all great traits. But I also feel like, a lot of those are sort of, you know, just the outline of, of what you should want. I know. And then you need to start coloring in those outlines yeah, yeah. with the colors that you really need. If I'm going to yeah. compare this to, a, this is my coloring book analogy, apparently. <laughs> She's not being selfish enough, in my opinion. And the reason she hasn't ever been selfish with relationships i gather is because she has low self-esteem when it comes to men she no. doesn't have the confidence to to be selfish it but, takes confidence to be I, to have that I feeling agree. of entitlement of what you need in a relationship and
1: also the experience to know what you actually want in yes. the relationship and what actually means something i uh,
2: She's, she's a better person than me. I've, I have lost less sleep I, than I can tell no, she's going to over this.
1: No, it's not about... It's, it reminds me of my first relationship. Yeah. Which was, to me at the time, amazing. <laughs> like, I told all my friends, I'm getting married to this girl. There's no question about it. In yeah. my mind, it was done. I am yeah. getting married, having kids, the whole thing. And, you know, I look back on that relationship, and it's like there were so many things missing. So many things wrong. So many things that I wasn't getting. There was that all this stuff. That you weren't yet sure that you even needed. I didn't even know the language. I didn't know what was, I was looking for yeah. or what was right. I needed some sort of a reference point.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and I, let's be clear. Those reference points, to, you gather from your experience in dating and they, they create a legend of sorts. Yes. And you use that legend to decide exactly what you are looking for. Yes. Based on what you're not looking for. Exactly. The intel you get from those past relationships is what you're not looking it's... for. If this relationship doesn't work out, she knows that she's not looking for someone who isn't Jewish. Not to make it a double negative, <sighs> but it's true. There's nothing wrong with leading with that. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say my first relationship, it's kind of similar. I 100% thought I was going to marry my my college sweetheart so when i was in university and he was my first like major boyfriend so not high school sweetheart but mm-hmm. major boyfriend i 100 thought i was going to marry him and then i now if i were to date him i'd be like mayday mayday there's all these things wrong but i didn't have anything to compare it to no. i was like this seems like maybe not what i really wanted but all these other things are great and you sort of focus on those you don't put things in the deal breaker column fast enough, I think, yeah. when you don't have the experience, you don't have anything to compare it to.
1: Yeah. I always think that a bad relationship is, is the most valuable experience in the world, assuming there's no major trauma that happens as a result of the relationship, but is the most valuable experience you can get in life. There's nothing better than screwing up in a relationship or, mm-hmm. or having a relationship that just goes sour and you recognize it and you leave. Yeah. Because you have... All these points of reference, as and even you
2: though it hurts, heartbreak hurts. Hurting someone you love hurts and makes you feel terrible.
1: Love is terrible. Yeah, it's it's like oh, it's 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 merciless. It's torture. Yes, and that's why they say all is fair in love and war because it literally is. In a war, you can do horrific things, and no one's going to judge you for it. Mm-hmm. The same thing in love, you have to be merciless. Yeah, and you're doing it for the other person too. They don't know in it the at long the time. Mm-hmm. Like I was broken up with. One and let's call it two times. I thank you is what I say to those people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever done to me.
2: Yeah. For not dragging it out. If they were always going to do that. And
1: at the time, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So anyway, she's got a tough decision to make. I don't want to tell her. I don't think we either of us wanted to tell her what to do. Yeah. Particularly because this guy seems like a nice guy. Um, But I think she's going to do the right thing.
2: And Honestly, I, I do think that when someone calls in, it's not necessarily looking for a thumbs up, thumbs down.
1: Validation.
2: Yeah, like break up, stay together. In this case, I really don't think there's enough information. I know based on being older than her and having more experience than her that the things she's concerned about are incredibly valid to be concerned about.
1: 100%.
2: And right now I think she's sort of like, oh, I had envisioned this. You're marrying into a family. Even if you don't see each other that often, that will surface.
1: Yes. Life is hard. Marriage should not be hard. Yeah, the, your it.
2: partnership should be, I, I believe, your little oasis. When people get sick and people get laid off and just life throws you curveballs that you did not expect. That should be the one thing you have, and it does sound like they're really compatible, but i didn't I just still wasn't getting one hundred percent certainty even in him. Do you no. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. like even the things she said about him like that those are sweet traits they are they're the 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 greenery loving.
1: Oh, man. He really got me with that.
2: But what really got me about her was that she led with, I've never been loved like mm-hmm. this before. I feel so loved and appreciated. It's like, that's, that is not, you're not describing him. No. You're describing you when you I say mean, that. I
1: mean, that is valuable. But no, it's she valuable, But she should be loved that way by many people. She's
2: revealing more about herself than she is about him by saying yeah, that.
1: Yeah, of course. He's doing the right thing. He's treating her well which should be
2: the bare bones right
1: he appreciates her for who she is he treats her well Mm -hmm. that's great but now she has to find someone who does the same thing but also meets all her other requirements
2: i actually think that sometimes those early relationships and for her you know hers might be a little later than some people's but it's also i gotta say way earlier than some people some people are 40 and have never had a boyfriend it's not you know you sort of I don't think you sh- she should gauge according to what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no shame in a relationship having run its course and serving a purpose. And in this case, that purpose is filling her cup up and giving her all this information about herself and what she's looking for. and And again, just giving her confidence. The confidence is the biggest thing. And what's so interesting, is when we started the call, I did not get that vibe from her at all. Mm-hmm. I thought neither she, did I. I she, thought she
1: was uber confident.
2: Yeah, I she oozed confidence. Yeah. I was struck at how beautiful she was, yeah. and it was so interesting as we spoke to her more and more, just how, just even how she said, with men she had tried to tone herself down or amp herself up, and just kind of try and be what she felt they wanted her to be. Which is, I gotta say, not the best way to attract no. a partner.
1: She should just be her. Yeah. It's as great. I, we Good package. one of
2: our first episodes, I said, be weird, lean into whatever yeah. makes you weird. If
1: who they don't cares like it, if you it, then move on to the next? Yeah.
2: One. If 99% of people may not like it, but 1% will, and that's who you want to attract.
1: Yeah. Oh. She'll do the right thing.
2: She will do the right thing. She's super smart. She's just, she needs a little, uh, a boost. I hope we gave that to her.
1: We got We gave her a very gentle Shandy kick in the butt. Yeah, it was, it was like was a, a little nudge. nudge. It's like a knee in the butt. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, leaving us an iTunes review or a rating. We like many stars. Many. Many, many stars. Seven. <laughs> Tell your friends and all the things you would do to support... The content, your favorite Mm. word, you consume. And on that note, I think we can wrap. We can. Thank you so much for tuning in to this heavy episode of Dear Shandy.
1: A very special episode. A
2: very special episode. And we will see you next time. Bye.
1: Dear Shandy.